You are Locked On Royals, your daily Kansas City Royals podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Let's get it going on the Locked On Royals podcast, on the Locked On Podcast Network, your teams every day. I am your host, Rylan Styles. You can follow me on Twitter at Rylan underscore Styles. It's at R-Y-L-A-N underscore S-T-I-L-E-S. You can follow the show on Twitter at Locked On Royals, where I tweet all the Royals stuff over there. We're going to recap the weekend. That was the Royals won their first series of the year. They go two and one, which of course is what I asked them to do. So they achieved... That and they've met the expectation of the season so far. Sweeping in baseball is hard. Look, baseball is an everyday sport, and at any given time, anybody uh, can perform well. So, if baseball is hard to, to get three straight wins, four straight wins, so two and one is a good start to the year, all things considered. And you beat up on Texas, and you were able to win on Saturday 11 to four, and you were able to win, uh, excuse me, lose on Sunday 7 to three. Let's start with the Saturday game, of course, because in this game, the Royals' offense was a lot more fun. And Mike Miner goes out there as a starter. He gives you six innings and gives up four runs. And he kept you in the ballgame. With this lineup, especially whenever Hunter Dozier returns and whenever uh, Alberto Mondesi can get back into the lineup, whenever that happens, this team should be able to overcome four runs. And so if Mike Miner's ERA at the end of the year is high threes, low fours, I'll be very happy with that performance. So Mike Miner is the only starter this weekend who met expectations. And and we knew before the year, this was not a good rotation. I mean, Brad Keller is solid. He's going to be better than he was opening day. And Brady Singer has Cy Young potential. And I think we'll get Cy Young votes this year. Past those two guys, you have a lot of question marks. You, you have Duffy, who's going to be more bad than good. Mike Miner, he's hoping to get a, a high three, low four from. It's not exactly good. That's just serviceable for this lineup. And then Chris Bubich, whenever he calls, comes back up and is a fifth starter, what can he provide for you? Uh, it'll be some good, some bad, as any young pitcher should be. We shouldn't put too much pressure on Chris Bubich to be great. Now, if he is great, then that elevates your team a bit. But you should expect some bad starts from Bubich, as you saw a bad start from Singer. Uh, but within those bad starts, there's still some good things to get to, as we will get to with Singer. But those two guys will be up and down as, as they're young and still progressing and pitching in front of fans for the first time in, in their major league careers and going the length of a 162-game season for the first time in their major league careers, they're going to be up and down, no question about it. So the rotation shouldn't have surprised anybody. Again, Keller will be better than he was opening day. And Singer, I think, will be much better than he was on Sunday. But in general, this is not a good rotation in the scope of baseball. And it was always going to have to come in other ways for this team to win. But if they can do what Miner did, you know, and, and keep you in the ballgame, keep you with, with four runs or less, this lineup should be able to pick you up. And of course, some nights it won't because it's baseball. But in general, more often than not, this lineup should pick you up and that bullpen should pick you up. That bullpen's really good. I mean, that's a really good bullpen. Uh, I put it to you like this. On Sunday, whenever the Rangers have Jordan Lyles cruising through five and the Royals start to get some base hits on them and it feels like they might bust through here, the, the Royals have the advantage where the Rangers don't of the Royals can just go ahead and go to the bullpen and they can turn it to Kyle Zimmer, who was awesome yesterday. They can turn it to Josh Stoma. They can turn it to Greg Holland, Jesse Hahn. And they can turn it to all these guys, Wade Davis. They can turn it to all these guys to where you can take out your starter after five or six. With Texas, 
you're pushing it to the limit because you don't want to get to that bullpen, which yesterday the bullpen for Texas performed well in the form of Wes Benjamin. Uh, but if the Royals can get that from their starters, what Jordan Lyles gave the Rangers yesterday, they're going to win 90% of those games because of their bullpen, because of their lineup. You just need to get there with those guys, with, with that starting rotation. And I'm sure that you will. But again, even if you get there, that's still not a good rotation in the scope of baseball. It's a serviceable one. And, and being a serviceable one, if you can win it on the other margins, and, and we know that this seems a good fielding team, we know that they have more speed than most teams, and we know that this lineup is going to be pretty deep once you get back Dozier and Mondesi, that's going to be perfectly fine. But again, it's not a it's not a shock to me that this rotation was not very good. They'll improve. Everyone will improve throughout the season. You would hope. Uh, but again, even if they hit their ceiling, it's not going to be uh, this amazing rotation. And the goal is to at least be serviceable. And so we'll see what Duffy can do in his first turn. But we kind of know what Duffy is. No matter if Duffy goes out there and gets shelled, or if he goes out there and shoves, we know what he's going to be whenever things level out in his second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth start of the year, and so on and so forth. Same thing with Brad Keller. Brad Keller got rocked on opening day. But that's not what he's going to be. He's going to level out. He's going to give up maybe two rounds a game. And it'll be fine the rest of the way. But those outlier those outlier games of opening day and then having maybe one more start like that throughout this long season will inflate that ERA up a bit. And ultimately, he'll be a serviceable starter. He's going to be a steady hand for you in most games outside of a couple each and every year, just like any other pitcher might get rocked for a couple each and every year. Uh, but he's a solid arm. And Singer has the up and down stuff to where the next start, he might go seven innings of no hit ball. For sure. He has that kind of stuff. And he also might have some moments of youth like he did on Sunday where in spurts on Sunday, Singer had amazing stuff, but then he made a couple mistakes to a, a lineup that has some professional hitters in it. And there you go. You end up getting shelled a little bit, rocked around a little bit. And that's all she wrote. So like th- that's going to happen with this rotation. It's not very good. The lineup has been impressive though. And what's been refreshing is that even on Sunday, whenever you lose uh, whatever the score was, 7-3, to even in the 7th inning, 8th inning, ninth inning, it felt like, hey, there's an outside chance here that with how bad the Rangers' bullpen is and how much I like almost everybody in this lineup, that the Royals can do something here, that the Royals can make something happen here, and they can make a comeback. And that's not the sentiment you would have a year ago, two years ago, uh, three years ago even. It's not the kind of sentiment you'd have around this team. So like even that is showing improvement, showing the the breath of fresh air, if you will. And, and every game felt like that. The opening day and game two, it felt like, hey, you know what? They're down 5-0. They're down 4-0. This lineup is still pretty good. It can make it competitive, and it can even win the game. And they did just that in those first two games. Michael A. Taylor continues to hit the ball out of the ballpark and, and continues to both literally and figuratively and continues to be a really good hitter. He's going to die out eventually. Like He's going to level back to where he was in his career. The question is, where's the middle ground, right? He's not going to be this high forever. He also might not go down to his terrible averages, like his career averages are terrible. He might not go down that far even. This might There might be some legitimate improvement here. Finding that improvement will be interesting, right? Finding where he's at compared to his career numbers, to where his numbers are right this second. I think it could be somewhere in the middle. And as I said in the preseason, anything below average or better for Michael A. Taylor with his elite defense makes him a really good ball player, makes him a really good addition. And right now, he's hitting the ball like an MVP. That's not going to happen the whole, the whole year. But if he can be below average or better with that defense, that's a really good signing. That's a really, really good signing. It's if you believe that he can do that throughout the course of a 162-game season. Now, I will say he's changed his swing, and 
he's already breaking one mold up. He's usually a slow starter now. He's playing very well in April. We'll see how this all levels out, but that's something to monitor moving forward. And also, he'll get the benefit of Mondesi and Dozier returning because this is a guy who should be batting 8-9, and right now he's batting like 6th, right? And so he's getting moved up because of Mondesi, getting moved up because of Dozier. So once those guys bump him back down, he's in a more comfortable position and in a position to flourish a little bit more. How many times do you see pitchers try to just get over on the 7-8-9 guys and give them good stuff to hit because they just want to get just want to get past them a little bit and, and kind of don't want to waste their bullets on those guys? And if Taylor can make them pay for that, that really does elongate your, your lineup a bit. So I'm interested to see what Taylor can do moving forward. Again, it's unfair to him, I think, to expect this production forever. I also think that he's deserved the benefit of the doubt about his career numbers now to where I'm hoping he can land somewhere in between those two spectrums and end up being an all-around good player, quality player. Now, this lineup is not going to have double-digit runs for two of three games uh, forever, obviously, even when they get back Dozier and when they get back Mondesi. But it does create a belief about this team. It does create a belief about within themselves of they can come back, they can put up runs at a, at a moment's notice, they can have big innings at a moment's notice. And that does go a long way. Now, coming up, we're going to talk about Sunday's game with Brady Singer and talk more about this lineup. But first, I want to tell you about your friends over at BetOnline.ag. BetOnline.ag is a fantastic, a fantastic place. BetOnline.ag is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sport action. Football might be over, but the NBA, college basketball, and NHL are in full swing. BetOnline even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. Real-time updated odds and props and almost anything you can imagine. BetOnline even has you covered for the news, scores, the odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head over to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today for a free account and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, your online sportbook experts. Locked on gets you that 50% welcome bonus. That's a locked on at the promo code at BetOnline.ag to get you that 50% welcome bonus. Listen, we bet on every single Rose game, so go bet on it at BetOnline.ag and use promo code locked on for that 50% welcome bonus. So go to betaline.ag and you can bet on the over-under for each game, the spread for each game. Uh, there's some player props even, so who's going to hit a home run each day or whatever. There's a lot to do. And so go do all that at betaline.ag. That's betaline.ag, betaline.ag, promo code locked on, promo code locked on for 50% welcome bonus. I want to tell you right now, better good friends, over at the Locked On Today podcast, listen, get all the sport news you need in less time and in under 20 minutes with the Locked On Today podcast, hosted by Peter Bukowski. They update you on the latest news of every major sport, and they have the help of our local experts. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app, wherever else you get your podcast from. I love Locked On Today. I listen to it every single morning while I'm waking up doing my morning routine. I'm listening to Locked On Today to make sure I'm up to date on all the sport news. They truly cover everything, unlike most shows. For example, today, I heard about the women's basketball Final Four, the men's basketball Final Four, golf. Who, who covers golf anymore? But Locked On Today does because they cover every single thing. Also, hearing about Major League Baseball opening day, Roy Williams trying to replace him in North Carolina, of course, former Jayhawk legend. So there's a lot to get to and a lot to cover at Locked On Today, but they do it greatly. So subscribe to them so you are up to date on all the sports because I know in the course of a baseball season or whatever the Chiefs rolls around a football season, it's easy to get bogged down in that one sport. It's easy to get bogged down with what's happening in just that sport. But Locked On Today helps you be a well-rounded fan to know everything. And today, they talked about hockey. Most people never cover hockey, but they did it on Locked On Today. They're great. Subscribe there. I want to tell you right now also that for the second straight week, Locked On Royals had its biggest week ever. So for the second straight week, we had our biggest week ever. That's all thanks to you guys listening. The numbers are honestly... The numbers are bigger than I ever thought they could be. 
Like whenever, whenever I pitched this idea to have a Locked On Royals show to David Locke and Sean Woodley, I never thought that the Royals fan base could support it the way it's supported right now. That is amazing. I mean, the amount of people downloading this show every day, listening every day, is incredible. And so I cannot thank you enough. And this is Locked On Royals, the only daily podcast about the Kansas City Royals. It's also a top 50 baseball podcast right now. And that's all attributed to all of you listening right now. So the Royals are 2-1, and one, and they can't help that they played a terrible Rangers team, but that Rangers team you know, put up a fight in every single game, and they had a better lineup than, than people thought they would. I mean, David Dahl's a nice hitter throughout his career. Of course, Joey Gallo is amazing. Uh, I, I think that even Izzy's pretty good. You know, they had a better lineup than people thought. I, I just cannot penalize the Royals for beating up on, on the bad team because the alternative is going 1-2, and two, or it's going 0-3, and, and then everyone is panicking. So like they did their job. Of course, there's things to improve. The rotation, I think, is simple, right? It's, a, it, it's simple to explain the rotation. We knew coming in it was not going to be a good rotation or a great rotation. So them giving up runs is not the problem. Now, of course, giving up five straight in the, in the first inning or you know, and giving up 10 runs on opening day and giving up four runs on, on Saturday and seven runs on Sunday, you know, in general, that's not going to work out. You're not going to come back every single time. You didn't come back uh, on Sunday. However, do you expect Brad Keller to go out there and give up six runs in two innings again? I don't. Do you expect Brady Singer to go out there and struggle and labor and, and, and not even get through three innings, get up four runs? I don't. And as we said before, if Mike Miner gives you a four ERA, I'd be very happy with that in that starter's role. So in general, there's nothing to worry about with rotation. They are who we thought they were. They're not this elite rotation. They're also not as bad as they showed this weekend. They'll level out, they'll be steady, and Singer on one day could be a, a Cy Young caliber arm. He could look like a young pitcher who's rough around the edges and needs to be polished up a bit. That was the case Sunday. It won't be the case the next time he starts on whatever day it will be, Friday, Saturday, whatever the case may be with his next start. Of course, the off days make it weird because there's an off day Tuesday, an off day Friday, but nonetheless, you know what I mean. The next time through rotation, when Keller starts on Wednesday, I would almost guarantee he won't give up six runs in two innings. I think that he'll give up three runs in that game, probably, just as a rough estimate. But three runs with this lineup is not that bad over the course of five, six, seven innings, uh, whenever you can get to that electric bullpen who will shut things down a bit. So the rotation is we thought they were. They're going to get better from where they were in opening day, but they're also not going to get elite. So they're going to finish average to below average at best. The lineup also is not what they are showing right now. They're not going to average uh, you know, nine runs, whatever it is, per game uh, throughout this year. It's impossible for even... Maybe the Dodgers to average nine runs per game, even with how deep they are, you're just bound to have some games where you just don't have it. As you didn't have it on Sunday for the most part until Salvador Perez hit that home run. But more games than not, if you keep this game at a, at a 4-0 lead like Mike Miner did, then the lineup will bail you out. The lineup will bail you out more often than not, especially when you get back Dozier and you get back Mondesi, which will help everybody because it takes out Nicky Lopez from that everyday role. And I think that Nicky Lopez maybe in spurts can be good, but not every day. Uh, and then Michael A. Taylor gets pushed on the order where he should belong. And that's not a knock necessarily on him. It's actually protecting him because you don't want him to get exposed from this hot start and then fall into a downward spiral. If he can still be hot for the next couple of, of, of games here, if he can still be hot till next week, whenever you might get Monty back next week on the IL, depending on how things shake out, if he can be hot that long and then go down to the nine hitter and your nine hitter is now riding a hot streak, but also now getting the advantage of a guy throwing him a cookie because he's the ninth guy in the order and they want to get back to the top and want to get it easy out, he can smack that thing for a home run and be really good. So this is all relative to that opening weekend. It's all small sample size theater, but all in all, you feel good. All in all, you feel good because your rotation was not there, but the only way to go for that rotation is up. 
because I just refuse to believe that Keller or Singer will have a bad of a start as they did these first starts. So they're going to go up from here. With Miner, you hope he stays steady from here. And then the bullpen showed you that they are elite. I love the way that Matheny handled the bullpen. So I, I, was, I was happy with that. And the lineup showed the flashes that they needed to show. They beat up on bad pitching staffs. They, they took advantage of bad pitching. And they did their job. And then you finished 2-1, which was my ask of the week. Right? I asked them for a 2-1 series. They delivered a 2-1 series. Of course, it would be a nice to win Sunday. And surprisingly enough, Sunday is not the one that you won because I, I almost sharpied in Sunday as a win because of, because of Jordan Lyles versus uh, Brady Singer. But that's baseball for you. Things are going to happen like that all the time. Now, Cleveland in Chicago this week. This week turns into a big week. This week turns into a separation type of week early on in the year. I told you the importance of April. You've got to finish in April very strong. And Chicago is still a lot better than you. The White Sox are. The White Sox are not unbeatable, but they're still a lot better than you. So if you drop that series to Chicago, nobody should be freaking out because Chicago is very good and Chicago should probably win this division if not finish a very competitive second place. Cleveland, though, Cleveland dropped two of of three from the Tigers. And if you want to get to your goal, you have to get past Cleveland. If your goal is the same as mine and my goal for this team is you know, 75 to 80 wins, third place in the division, showing promise, showing flashes before next year delivering on their promises of the playoffs in 2022. If you want to get there, you got to move past Cleveland. So Cleveland cannot be this daunting task for you anymore. Now it's a weird series. It's only two games. So that's kind of fluky, obviously, because if the ball doesn't bounce your way today, even if you play very competitive and you lose, then you go up on, on Shane Bieber on Wednesday. I mean, you're kind of in a tough spot here. So it's hard to say, you know, it's hard to say the exact requirement for this series to be successful. I think if you split, it's huge. Anything better than a split is great. And then if you if you get swept, if you go 0-2, it depends on how you did it, right? It, it depends on how you go down 0-2. Do you get five hits over the two games? That's a disaster. But if you get four runs, you know, and, and you get a couple here, a couple there, and you showed promise throughout it, and you were about to break through, but they, they say you had a better pitching staff than you that day, that's fine. And you move on to the next series against Cleveland. It's about how it looks this series more so than a, def, a definite you need to win two or three, or you need to win three or four. There's no real requirement for this series, the Cleveland one, because it's a wacky two-game series with an off day in the middle, and you're in Cleveland, and it might be kind of a bad weather day or something. It's just kind of all up in the air and all subjective a bit for this specific series. you got to face a Cy Young guy and, and Shane Bieber on, on Wednesday, and, and that can go a long way. If you look really good against Shane Bieber, that's going to give this team a ton more confidence because you now did it against bad pitching in Texas, but also against one of the elite pitchers in all of baseball. So this series is a big one because if you can split, then you feel really good. If you can win the series, you feel even better. And I think that you're going to lose the Chicago series because Chicago is very good and Chicago will be looking to kind of get some momentum that they didn't get in Anaheim this weekend. So stealing these wins from Cleveland will be a big deal. But first, I want to tell you about our good friends over at Built Bar. Built Bar is an amazing protein bar. That tastes just like a candy bar. Go to BuiltBar.com. Use promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order. That's LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order at BuiltBar.com. Built Bars are incredible. They're great for a health-conscious person to lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. Built Bars are phenomenal with 100% chocolate on the outside. They are soft and easy to chew. They're low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber, great for the keto diet. They have brand-new flavors. Thanks to the brand new flavors of caramel brownie, cookies and cream, cherry barcia, lemon almond cheesecake, carrot cake, and apple almond crisp. I love the cookies and cream option. So try them out today at BuiltBar.com. And if you go to BuiltBar.com, make sure to use promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order. That's LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order at BuiltBar.com. 
Again, you need to check out Built Bar and you need to get the cookies and cream option. These are very filling. These are very good for you. You can use them pre-workout, post-workout, or even as a meal replacement or just a snack. They are incredible. I love them. I didn't believe it either, but trust me, they're great. BuiltBar.com, promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order. We're back on the Locked On Rose podcast on the Locked On Podcast Network. Check out Locked On Fantasy Bas- uh, Baseball. Although you can check out Fantasy Basketball as well, but Fantasy Baseball is what we're here to talk about right now. Locked On Fantasy Baseball. Uh, for you addicts, you now have a new source uh, to give you an advantage in your leagues. Locked On Fantasy Baseball is a daily fantasy baseball podcast hosted by veteran fantasy analyst Scott McLuhan, uh, who uses data and nearly two decades of fantasy baseball experience uh, to offer strategy, waiver wire pickups, and league news. Follow Locked On Fantasy Baseball anywhere you get your podcast from. Now, let's talk more about this Cleveland series. We know now the taxi squad for this series includes Irvin Santana, who, of course, was the surprise miss of the roster, did not make the roster, but he's on the taxi squad, as is Brad Brock. Those two guys, as pitchers, could influence what the team does on Wednesday, as they have not announced their start yet for Wednesday against Cleveland. Because, actually, Brad Keller, I think I misquoted this earlier, Brad Keller will pitch Thursday against Chicago White Sox, not against Cleveland on Wednesday. There's no start yet for Cleveland on Wednesday. Hunter Dozier, with that thumb contusion, is pushing to get in the lineup, but it's not there yet. We'll see if he can make it in this lineup on Wednesday or this weekend. That would be a very big addition to this lineup if he can go in there uh, this weekend against Chicago. Now, the lineup today is very surprising. Went Merrifield, Benatendi, Santana, Perez, Soler. However, Soler is playing in right field. Michael A. Taylor behind him at center field. Hansler Alberto at third base. And then Ryan McBroom is the DH. He got a bat on Sunday, a pinch hit for Nicky Lopez. He's the DH, and he's in about eight. Nicky Lopez batting ninth at shortstop, and Danny Duffy on the bump. So this team is truly going to lean into the Jorge Soler right field experience. We'll see if they can uh, accomplish anything with that and if he can be serviceable. I think he'd be a serviceable right fielder. I think that it's no harm, no foul, especially in Cleveland. But I, I do prefer to watch Kyle Isbell play, but that's just me being selfish and winning Isbell in the lineup every single day. However, that's not the case. Today's beat the streak pick that ended on Sunday. I had two, I had two great days. I, I picked correctly opening day, picked correctly on Sun on Saturday. On Sunday, I missed it. On Sunday, I went with Solaire, and Solaire did not get a hit. Who's the beat the streak pick today? Remember, you can only use uh, one name per series. So if we use say what Mayfield today, we can't use him on Wednesday. I'm gonna go on this game. I'm gonna go with Salvador Perez. For the beat the streak pick. He'll get a hit in this game, and we can start rolling again right now. Follow Locked On Royals for live game thoughts, and also subscribe anywhere you get your podcasts from. We'll be back tomorrow to recap this game and preview Wednesday's game on the Locked On Royals podcast. Be good, and be good to one another.